Walter Latham, and thanks for joining. I'm here with your co-host, Michelle Sweeney-McComb, and our panel member, Ernest J. Robinson. I call him Sergeant Robinson, but uh, he's one of our panel members. And we brought him in to tackle a very important topic that we have to discuss and we want to share with you. Basically, we want to be a messenger. We want to ring the, the bell. And... The title of this week's show is If Trump Loses in 2024, what do you think will happen in terms of will there be a greater size insurrection? And I believe it will be. I mean, these guys are armed. And I was reading an article about, you know, 12 million registered Republicans said that if if Trump lost, they will take up arms against the, against the country. Now, I don't know, but I'm bringing it along. I'm just saying, guys, I, I think we need to be taking our heads out of the sand, looking around, and just watch what's going on, okay? And there's some more I want to talk about, but I don't want to jump ahead of Michelle and uh, Ernest. So I just want to throw it out to them, and that's what this, this episode is going to be about. What is going to happen should Trump lose? Okay? Can everybody hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear? Ernest? Yes, sir. I'm right here. Yeah, you're very low, Ernest. Is there any way that you can get closer to the mic or turn your volume up? Is this up? better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not, I, I can hear him. All right. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, what, what, what's going to happen if Trump loses the election in 2024? Uh, taking into consideration where there is a caveat now. You got a couple that you know I want to discuss with Ernest and Michelle, and one of them being if he can stand up against these four indictments for four different jurisdictions, or can he invoke the Fourteenth Amendment? So with that, I want to go to Ernest and let, let's talk about it. To Ernest and Michelle, Ernest. Yeah. Um. One, I, I I appreciate being on here uh, with you and and Michelle. Um, great time, miss you guys. Um, as it per, uh, pertains to this particular topic, um, I think that the Fourteenth Amendment will be invoked before we get to the general election of next year. Um, there are many uh, uh, attorney generals who are looking at the 14th Amendment uh, and the weight of the Constitution 
where I believe that that will take place first. So it won't even be a chance for him to be able to lose. Now, let's say the 14th Amendment is not uh, in enough states uh, because we, it, we are in a democracy. So you could be written in even during the primaries. Mm -hmm. And let's say for the sake of argument that he does win. I believe that his first case actually starts around March. Um, so that may also be a, a, to preclude him from being able to win. Ultimately, to your point, if it does come down, I I, I do believe it would be a larger uh, form of the insurrection, but I, I do believe that it will be uh, quelled very quickly with the um, Army National Guard uh, and the military forces that will bring that to uh, a halt, but it, it may get, it'll get a lot worse before it gets better. Okay. Michelle, what do you think? My question is, why is he even allowed to run with these charges? He has a federal case going on. If this was a minority, would it have gone this far? I don't, I don't understand how is he able to rerun? with this over his head. You already had one insurrection with him not winning. You're going to have a civil war if anything happens to Trump while he's running for the next presidency. He does not make it, which I doubt it. But he has a good chance because Trump has a big, a huge following. Yeah. But the question to me is why is he allowed to run with this federal case on him? Well, I think... Who does that? Well, I think that you answered your own question in a way, right? And that is the, the mm -hmm. number, the monumental support that he has on the right wing side. I mean, he has, they did a, they did a uh, survey and I was reading the results of it that approximately, this is a survey now, so you can take it with a grain of salt, but I think it's, it's kind of understated that you got 12 million armed Republicans that will not accept or lost by Trump in the 2024 election. All right. They believe at he's that the time, only he's the best that they have to run. Well, he represents, he's, it's not too much of his skill set or how charming he is. He just represents a lot of their beliefs. Okay. I mean, the, the, mm -hmm. the extreme conservative right, they have beliefs that are not, that's why we're having so many problems. That's what props Trump up. Because if he didn't have the numbers, he would be in jail right mm -hmm. now. It's a number of people. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of racists. They're all racist. Yeah, well, yeah. They're yeah. all racist. I don't know. I don't know whether they're all racist, but I think a lot of them are white supremacists and they see day when we see night, that type of thing. Yeah. Wow. Right? A lot of them following him. But, uh, yeah, it just strikes me as odd that he's able to run again with a federal case on his head. That should be, like, anybody can run, obviously, if you're white and have money, regardless of what's going on in the system with you. Because any other minority, I'm not just saying black, would have never gotten this far at all. He would have already been in jail, but it won for the insurrection. He probably wouldn't even have made it into office because of his history with women, you know, uh, 
all his cases he had prior to running, prior to him winning the election the first time. It's just nobody, <laughs> a minority individual would have never made it that far. But never. a minority individual, we wouldn't have accepted them either. Right. Um, un- unfortunately, there's been a number of black people who have voted for for Donald Trump. Um, but just kind of keeping things, you know, just in, in perspective as, it, as we're moving uh, closer to the first trial. Um, so Cheeseboro, um, this trial is going to come up in October. Uh, so we have, I think it's October 23rd or something like that. Um, is when the week first trial is going to begin. Um, then we're talking about the, uh, what is it, the primaries for New Hampshire. Right. Uh, is in January. Um, Trump's first trial is actually going to be in March. So... I mean, yes, we can talk about the double standards that does exist, um, and unfortunately, that's it's one thing that we're we're not going to be able to get around. Uh, but the leg, the le- legal case to answer your question, or legal standpoint, is that there is nothing against you having a charge and running for office, um, because you haven't been, um, nothing's been adjudicated. Right, right. You haven't been proven guilty. There's no yeah. Right. So there, that's the legal stance. Now well, that's that's for them. Legal, yeah, that's for white people, yeah. not for black. No, but that that's the point. Because yeah. if you, to your point, yes. And so if I for if I were to have any of these particular allegations, have had any uh, improprieties with, with with money or with with women or with you know or, or anything of that nature, right? I'll be a laughing stock if I sit there and said I'm a oh, yeah. president of the United for States. For sure. But he's generating millions of dollars. So it's not necessarily on him. It's the 12 million people that are supporting him. It's the 70 something plus million that voted for him. Right, right. That, that Those are the, right. He's only doing what he's allowed to do. Correct. Right. You know, That's so, correct. yeah. So I think when, when Walter has said about, you know, taking. Uh, I guess taking inventory of you know who's around you, what's around you know, and everything else in preparation for some potential violence. Um, because these are your neighbors, these are your customers, right. these are your right. listeners. These are you know whether they're whether they're cheering you or jeering you or whatever have you. Every bus stop that you go to, every restaurant that you eat in. These are the ones who are supporting him, and they're and they're not all white. They're black. He had a a a, a, a unthinkable amount of support from Cubans and Puerto Ricans in in Florida. So it's not that we're not going to be able to just point out and say, "Oh, that you know this person's a Trump supporter." I mean, for some people, we can't. Right. And that's the that'll be the beneficial part. It's the ones that we can't and we don't know. Because there weren't all white people who got arrested that uh, for January six. Well, the one black person is still in jail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Idiot. Yeah, I just I mean I'm not um. 
and I think also too, and one thing I I spoke with, with Walter before um, was that I think when we're talking about you know it should he run, I think that it the question is, should be fair on the on the other side as well, right? Um, not that there's any legal or, or criminal activities happening on the other side, but I think that you know there's a lack of integrity when it comes to our elections. And we are we're blindly mm-hmm. supporting someone who who you know for all, for all intents and purposes shouldn't be in the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. And again, whether right, left doesn't matter. Okay. We we should right. take that into account. Well, I mean, there was you know apparently you had two candidates. You know, one Trump, I mean, he's a character in his own right, a unique character. All right. But then, you know, we had a choice, either Trump or Biden. And that's how Biden won, because there, there was just a choice there. You know, this is after the yeah. primary, after he came out of yes, the Yes, yes. But that's just, but right now, right, we're sounding the alarm, as you, as you stated, right? Yes. But this is well before even the first primary happened. We haven't even gotten to the general election of this off-year election cycle, right? Okay. So that means that we have an opportunity to restore some integrity into the election cycle. We have, I think there's a debate tonight um, for the Republican Party. I think it was from five to six or something like that. I think it's... It happened already? It happened already. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it was in the late evening. I just saw the commercial. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my I'm wife is heavy into politics. Do it so. prime time. Yeah, no, right. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean, y'all double check, but I think it, it already occurred. I think it was early. Fair enough, but okay. the, but the point point I'm making is is that we have an opportunity to restore integrity into the election cycle. That we just don't blindly that we you know, allow for people to to speak their case and why they're going to represent the the people. Right. Why they they're qualified for this particular um, position, um, and I think this should happen on on both right and left side, mm-hmm. because we can't just sit there and say that that what. Now I get the whole thing down was down to a choice, but this is the opportunity now to put forth a candidate, mm-hmm. and to to find a, a better candidate, right. Right, yes. whether yes, right or left. So I mean, so we're not we're not stuck with the choice. Next year, around this time, September of twenty twenty four, we'll have two candidates. <laughs> That's true. Right before the yeah, before the election. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have two candidates. They're just waiting in the cut, point. probably. Yeah, just waiting. Yeah. So, but right now, yeah, right now, we if we're seeing a a, a potential, um, potential acts of violence that that may ensue. Uh, due to you know the, you know their someone's candidate not winning, right? I think we should put a better candidate so that way it's not it's not a loss. You know, it's just that that candidate never made it. So if they lose the primaries, I don't think we'll see that. Right. Well, you know, you have uh, Trump not even attending the upcoming debates. He's not even going to attend any debates, Republican debates. Why? I mean, the man got a double-digit lead. In the well, I didn't even show up. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, uh, which is Ron DeSantis. And by the way, do not go to Florida. We boycott in Florida. <laughs> right. 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 But anyway, Ron DeSantis is second. So if Trump, for some reason, has to drop out due, due to his legal woes, then you got the second guy is Ron DeSantis. And I think, to me, he's worse than Trump because he executes on the things that he talks about. He not only talks, he executes. Okay. Well, that's what, I mean, I, I think that, that DeSantis' uh, rhetoric, obviously, is, is, is deplorable, um, to say the least. Um, but I think that a, a decent candidate that may come out uh, currently right now would be Chris Christie. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just due to the fact that he's, he's on a, a different spectrum when it comes to racial issues. He obviously clearly had that, that debacle with the whole GW. Yeah, the George Washington closure. The George Washington, yeah. 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 The bridge and, you know, and some other things backhanded, you know, whether from his days as a, as a prosecutor, his days as a governor. There are some, you know, some other things, but we don't have sex scandals. We don't have, you know, him trying to deny you know, things that happened during slavery or Jim Crow mm -hmm. or trying to, you know, there, Larry Hogan out of Maryland. Um, for those, you know, not familiar, I mean, uh, Maryland for all intents and purposes is a blue state. Um, right. the, all the, the senators, majority of the con congressional members and majority of the general assembly are, are Democrats. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, uh, to my, uh, from you know, my perspective, had had a pretty decent uh, time as as governor. Was supportive during January sixth to make sure that he had uh, uh, his national guard on standby and sent them in to mm -hmm. to Washington D.C. Any other natural disasters, he's been responsive. But this is an opportunity for them to being able to step up and for us to to openly support that as a notion that we're going to have somebody who who's going to be the president of the United States and not just the leader of the party, which over the past five years or so, you know, since president Obama's leading, leaving uh, the, the white house, the president is viewed as just the leader of the party instead of the president of the United States. So I think even when we have opportunities like this and sounding the alarm, I think it's an opportunity for us to kind of re, kind of reset, and 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 the way that we talk and the way that we approach, looking at presidential candidates or any candidate for that matter that's going to uh, eventually uh, win an election. Like it doesn't shouldn't matter, you know, what party they're affiliated with because I still need you to represent me. I need you not to forget me. So I'm not going to make you my enemy just because you happen to um, have a different approach to things. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a different way for us to be able to kind of view this and look at things. Well, that still doesn't address the issue 
And, you know, we, we, I think we're speaking somewhat hypothetically. We're not speaking hypothetically. I wouldn't use that term. Okay. I'm thinking of taking, I think, the community to take some steps. And this is on a person-to-person -person basis, house-to-house, -house, internally. Take steps in case. This is a risk mitigation. I think that's what the show should have been named. Risk mitigation for, 2020, for the 2024 election. All right. Should Trump lose or should he get to that point where he and Joe Biden will be the final contestants in, in, uh, in the election? And those two run against, I mean, you know, that we both believe one or the other. But, you know, I think that we have to be prepared. I mean, this is only prudent to me is that we have to be prepared. And that could boil down to, and I was thinking about this, I was thinking about you, Michelle, when it, when it came to mind that I wanted to bring up is a go bag. Mm -hmm. Having a go bag, you know, with your medicines and everything right. that, you, that you think you would need if you have to leave your house immediately. Right, right. Okay, I think that comes into play here. If that's the only thing that we we can do or actions that we can take right now because nothing's happened, but we've been here before. If you read mm -hmm. to 50 years before the Civil War, we were here where you had a divide of yeah. philosophy of how people, you know, their, what their reality was. They wanted to keep the slave. Right. You know, you're not taking my slave. Right. right. So that, that there was the primary trigger for the Civil War. Right. Among philosophical differences. Right. Right. So do a go back, you know, just have, just put one, you know, I did a, I think we, we did a show on, on go bags. Right? Yes, we and did. Emergency, mm -hmm. emergency preparedness. Emergency preparedness. Right. So I may just pair that episode if I can find it in the archive mm -hmm. with what with this episode. Right. Because yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, it could be disease, it could be war from you know a, a, a global war, it could be anything. But you should have a go bag in your house. And, a and, and, go you know, bag and go where? A go bag and go to your and go to your family. You know, and not even you know that. It's just if you get stuck where you're out there and you have no yeah. ID, no nothing. You know, it, yeah. that's what it's to go back like an emergency bag in case you have to just get out and you need. I get it. You know, ID and stuff. Yeah, you know? I no, think no, no. we should do I, that. I mm -hmm. got the concept right, mm -hmm. but where are we going? Right. When when Walter used the example, right, that we've been here before was right before the Civil War. Right. Well, right before the Civil War, we were all still enslaved. Mm -hmm. Because the Civil War occurred in 1861. So right. the Emancipation Proclamation wasn't written until 1863, and it mm -hmm. didn't get to everybody until 1865. And even all the way up until almost the 1900s, there were mm -hmm. still pockets of areas where slavery was still occurring. Right. Although it be it illegal, it was still happening in the current. Mm-hmm. Eminent domain, or the, and and the fear of losing our property, is how many areas in the South right now do not have uh, an African American population or a very very small 
mm-hmm. African-American population. Mm-hmm. We wind up vacating our homes and in preparation because of impending violence. But mm-hmm. at this particular, at that time, the thing was to move, go north, find the Union Army, go north. Mm-hmm. If we were to adopt that premise because we do see the fact that violence uh, may become imminent. Right. Where, That's the word I was, I, where I was thinking about. Where would we go? Right. Where would we go? Mm-hmm. How I, you're, I mean, y'all are, you already up top. Well, I'm so, going to put it to you this way, Ernest. Now, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, mm-hmm. But as a property owner, you know, it's my right to you know, fight and protect my property. All right? So when I say a go bag, and that's what people, it's up to you. In my case, as a property owner and a landowner, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Okay? My kids will come to me. All right? They may not come to me because they, 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 they own homes just like I do. So they may say, I'm going to fight it out here. Right. Or I'm going to take cover here. You know, it's a decision. I'm saying that in in anticipation, it may not happen, but the probability, depending on who you speak to, is that there's a 65% chance that a civil war will happen. Okay? Not so much as, you know, Donald Trump is just a catalyst, all right? He's a trigger point. But that's going to happen because you have uh, almost a 50-50 split in the belief system of, 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 of people in this country. All right? So when you get to a point where you can't convince or you can't sit down to the table and negotiate and, and talk about your differences and try to come to some solution or some give-give, you know what they say with negotiation? Excuse me, with negotiations, uh, Michelle and Ernest, is that it should be a win-win situation. But we cannot. That's impossible in today's environment. Well, which is, but uh, to your to everything you're saying, I like, one, I'm not, I'm not debating the fact that it's a that it's a personal choice, right? But when we're when we're having these discussions, right, we're we're hoping that. You know, when people listen and they tune in, that they're going to gain, you know, an idea or something that they can that will be useful for them. And I think a question that anybody would have, right, mm-hmm. just to say this is a, uh, a a person's household who lives by themselves, they own their home. Let's say it's a uh, a, a single family who are objective uh, are, are conscious ob- objectors and they don't ha- they don't own guns but they don't want to leave their home the question of where does somebody go again it's not something that we can solve right now and we can't solve it for each individual person but it is something when you're talking about mitigating risk mitigating danger is that's a that's a valid question because if it happened right now what is anyone first off prepared to do, right? So that's the whole thing about the go bag. And that's that's a great idea to make sure you have IDs, clothes, food, money, resources, or whatever case it may be. But when you leave the comfort and security of your home, 
where do you go? Hmm. And how, right, and, and you know what I'm saying? Because how long? And everyone doesn't have the ability of being able to go. Some people have special needs. Some people are, you hmm. know, they have a, uh, oxygen tanks. They have, they, they have to, they're bed pound. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Well, I think that the objective here, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not contradicting you. I'm just, you know, I just want to try to look at it from my, you know, from my point of, from my point mm-hmm. of view as far as what mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Is that, you know, this is subject, I mean, it, it's, it's always subject to the situation. It's situational also. Yes. Okay, we don't know what the military is going to do if something like that should happen, which God, you know, I pray that it never does. I can tell you what we're going to do, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to avoid that one going down that that road. (laughs) But you know, you 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 can talk authoritatively about that. Uh, But you know, it's situational, it depends on you. But this is food for thought, it's more than food for thought, it is a Cautionary, as yes. I put in the title, important. Yes. All right. And and, and it's and it's a it, it can be an unnerving thing, right, to think about. It, it can be overwhelming. Because when you think about how many people are actually vulnerable to in 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 if 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 a violent situation were to occur. One, we have to wait for like one, we don't we're not there was no documentation of the amount of violence that occurred before the official war was declared during the civil war, right? How many slaves and, and, or, or freedmen, cause there were a lot of African-Americans who were free, right. right. Were, 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 were killed in the middle of the night or property was vandalized or taken or burned or whatever have you. Right. We don't, we all know what that is like. And so, one, we wouldn't know what may or may not transpire if a actual civil war were to take place in 2024, mm-hmm. right? And so, and so, I I get it that we, you know we want to we we can't simplify it, and I don't think we can't oversimplify it, and I don't think I don't think That's because correct. of something that is nearly unprecedented that haven't had that hasn't occurred in over 300 years or nearly 300 years um that we can actually say you know with 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 certainty that you know hey all we need is to you know depart for about a week or two you know or whatever have you i mean there's there's a lot of so but so digressing from that right one way i think to mitigate is that we need to have bring real integrity back to our election cycle um, when we talk about Republican and Democratic candidates, that we're talking openly about their possibility of being able to govern, regardless of what party they're affiliated with. We really need to hold people accountable when they are adverse to their behaviors. In today's society, we have, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before, we have blurred the lines of what right and wrong is, what left and right means, what up and down means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, you know, it's someone's prerogative to, to be adverse, like to display poor behaviors and they're just, you know, expressing themselves, whatever that we need to have that type of integrity that we're not going to allow for certain things to take place and happen. 
And because this is a result of it. Um, and matter of fact, I'll just want one more thing. So this is also a result of the fact that when we did have the Civil War, that the United States failed to hold the Confederacy accountable to their treasonous actions. Very true. Very true. And they were compensated for the loss of their slaves. Compensated, reintegrated, no penalties. Um, they were, which is part of the reason why many of the Southern army bases have been renamed. Reason why we're still removing statues from certain states and certain places and everything else because the United States failed to hold the Confederacy accountable during that time. It just so happens that it's now 200 plus years later that we're feeling, we're now feeling the, the effects of those decisions or nearly 200 years, excuse me, not quite 200 years, but over 150 years later that we're feeling the effects of their indecision or indecisiveness and their and, and the pacification of those who were treason to the Union. Yeah, because it was treason. Absolutely. Yeah. So they were supposed to be hung or execution by fire squad. Those were the those are parameters, those are the laws, that's, those things are, are, are covered. And as a result of that, that brought in Jim Crow. That brought in all of the hangings and lynchings and, you know, and, and church burnings and everything else. And into the reason why we needed a civil rights movement, reason why we needed this, reason why we needed all these different things that, that came out. And this is just a, this is just a, a culmination where you have a Trump that was able to emerge and and say things, you know, you know, hey, if I'm on, if I'm again, he was a longtime Democrat. Let's just get that straight. If I ever run for president, I'm gonna run as a Republican. I can say anything I want, and I won't, and and they'll believe it. On stage, I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and I won't lose a vote. Right. Heard all the recordings. Yeah. Seen all of the litigation. His lawyers have gone to jail. He's paid out porn stars. He's right. been indicted four times. Mm-hmm. He he caused an insurrection. And he's still the front runner of the Republican Party. Incredible. And this is a result of what happened back then. So when everybody keeps saying to forget history, and this is part of the reason why the critical race theory or this critical theory or thought or whatever case it means is what people are afraid of because you have to go back to what actually caused it. It's not just something that happened just 10 years ago or 15 years ago or just because President Obama became president of the United States. This has been long going. Yeah, long going. And we have to figure out some way to actually reset. And again, in this one conversation that we're having about this, we're not going to necessarily solve it. But I think we have to be intentional about how we approach it so that we hopefully can come to a resolution sooner than later. Well, you know, just to uh, back up a little bit, you know, the, the, the objective here, and I think we all agree, is just to raise the flag, the warning flag. I mean, like, for instance, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Michelle is familiar with this, and you are too, right? Is that when you do a project in the initiation stages, there's a piece of deliverable 
of delivery, which we call uh, risk mitigation, okay, or risk analysis, all right, where you look at all the possible things you can think of that are good or bad, and we focus on the bad here, that may happen if this project is, you know, what will it face, what will it encounter, uh, that uh, what will happen to prevent the, the completion of this project, all right? And you sit and you look at each risk that you can come up with. You can't name all the risks because you don't know. We can be, the world may stop turning and that, and that can't account for that. There's no mitigation effort for that, all right? There's nothing that you can do. But I think that if you're looking at a uh, purely from a risk perspective as it applies to African-Americans or minorities, there's a risk, all right? And we have to look at, you know, what steps we can take, all right, if should it occur, okay? And that's all, I think that's all we can do. We can just say, okay, we're raising this alert and it's yellow. I mean, they had an incident out at Riverhead out on Long Island, Riverhead High School where, you know, the N-word, the group, you know, that, that used to happen all the time when I was growing up, right? Mm -hmm. And they called a couple of kids, they, they cornered them, they called them the N-word, they pushed them down, and, and this and that, all right? It came on the news, and then it just disappeared. What were the repercussions for the parents of those kids that, that, that did this racial thing? Right. Right? So you can imagine... And abroad, on a broader scale, with Trump losing, and they're already threatening, mm -hmm. you know, you saw the insurrection, the attack on the Capitol. What do you think is going to happen the second time he loses? So that's what this show is about. Especially when he got away think. with it. Yeah. Right. I want people to think mm -hmm. about it. Just weigh it. Say, oh, that's the potential. Put it in the back of your head. You know, what will I do should this happen? What will I do should I... Something occurred with one of my, my neighbors or in my neighborhood, and I call the cops and they don't answer the phone because they're busy trying to address other issues originating from this. You know, I think um, people in general don't think that far ahead. Like, they're not concerned. They're, they're just living day to day. They don't concern themselves about what if, what if, what if, you know, and people... That's why we're not prepared because we don't ever say, well, what if this happens? What would I do? How am I going to be prepared? Nobody thinks like that these days. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's sad not to because I remember back, you know, growing up myself in the 60s with my parents. They're all, oh, we got to think about the future. What are we going to do this, that, and other? Nobody does that anymore. You know, so I think with... Most people these days, they just wait for things to happen, then they figure it out, unfortunately. Yeah, but when you do it at the last minute, you're not prepared for it, then you, you know, that, that you're gone. A lot of them won't be prepared. Finished. A lot of people will not be prepared. I mean, we're not prepared for anything, to be honest. You know, Trump is like a, a minor thing for us to be prepared. There's so many things going on in the world, you know, and then you have the global warming, the, the weather patterns are changing. And there's so many things that are changing and we're going to be unprepared for it. It's like, how do you prepare for things? You know, and they're not thinking about it until it happens. A disaster happens. It's like, oh, you know, we got to fix this. 
you know, when it happens. So no one really prepares for stuff like this. You have your underground people that are ready for a civil war. You definitely do. But the working class people, they're not thinking about stuff like that. Half of them don't even follow it politics. Doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. affect them. And and that's what most people's mindset is, is that it doesn't it doesn't affect my household. Mm-hmm. I don't care about homeless people because it doesn't affect my household. I don't care about right. violence that happens in the street, who gets killed, who gets right. shot, because it's not in my household. Right. I go to work, I make six figures, I got a nice car, I got a nice right. family, whatever case may be. It's it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. And even for people who work in middle class, okay, I'm not I'm not a bum on the street. And I'm you know, I'm I'm it none of this stuff matters to people. Until it, to your point, Michelle, until it matters to them. Right. Right. But then it's not, not their problem. problem until it's my problem. Right. But then exactly. it's not my problem until it's my problem. Right. Well, that's, right. The, that's the thing. That's the thing. You don't think that these people are the, are the right or not planning? They've been planning for two decades, three decades. Yeah, but they've been they, planning. But are, yes, but you got to think, but think about it this way. Those who are, 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 uh, Planning for violence have planned for violence, and those who have mm-hmm. planned for success have always planned for success. To Michelle's point, as us in the middle, that from us, our families, our cultures have stopped planning. Right. Yeah. That's we don't it's plan to survive. For, we don't plan yeah. to defend. Right. It's it's all survival. It's all just give up, get up another day and day just to do. Day. Yeah. Right. So again, the rich stayed rich because they they continue they plan for that. The, the those who are uh, are not us or whatever the case may be, they plan for this particular type of violence or whatever because mm-hmm. they they again like you said they've been planning it right and so it affects them more than it, than it than it does the yeah. average person. You know, the rich people are affected more with stuff like that than we are. We're we're Absolutely. we're basic we're basic working class people. You know, those those problems are not our problems. That's how they think. Mm-hmm. That's how we think. We're basic. It's not my problem. Yeah. You figure it out. You're the government. You figure it out. You know, so it's their issue along with, you know, the people that think like them. But the average person, the average working person, they give two shits, you know. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they I've don't been care. There. I used to be like that. I've yeah. been there. What Ernest described about, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm doing okay and, mm-hmm. you know, I got it. I've been in that mindset. Right. All right. But then again, I think that, you know, if you really take the time, to observe and to get informed, okay, even though you're working 12 hours a day, you know, you can find a way to get, you know, try to stay in, t- you know, tune in to see what's going on. I mean, you can really have to watch any, or uh, listen to mm-hmm. news or go down the street. I had, I had a, a situation recently where mm-hmm. I was in the store and I've been a customer. It was a major, major uh Mm-hmm. retail outlet and the guy they know me when I come in you know Mr. Latham how you doing blah 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 okay and the guy had the nerve to tell me you know this country is going to hell mm-hmm. we gotta have we need to just throw the constitution out this is mm-hmm. coming from a white person mm-hmm. they want to do, to tear down the constitution because they don't, but it gives, it gives them, how would you say, they can't accept a, a level playing field for everybody. They will not accept that. You got people in this country that think that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Right. People vote for Trump. Yeah. Okay. 
I got a, I mean, I live in a neighborhood where I got Trump flags flying in people's yards. Right, mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. Neighbor. I live in Virginia, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, I can I I can count on a little bit. I grew up in North Carolina, so I got you. All right, so I understand. Mm -hmm. All right, but you know they're there, Mm -hmm. and as I tell my kids, and I'm going to tell the audience, you know, it will the weather it will rain, whether that what form that takes it will rain, right? And you have to prepare yourself for that. It could be 10, 20 years from now, but it will rain one day. Right. All right. And I, I you know, I stress that to my I stress that to my kids. I stress I mention it to my grandkids, but they're so young, I don't drill down. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my older grand grown grand, I got grown grandkids. I mm-hmm. tell them. Right. You know? Yeah, it's gonna rain one day. So you gotta be, you know, whatever right. you gotta do, mm-hmm. just expect that that, you know, the stuff's gonna hit the fan. Right. In one way or another. And this yeah, is just another for sure. way. For sure. All right. Mm-hmm. So with that said, you know, like I said, we just want to mm. call it out. Right. For people not thinking about it, but keep it in, you know, keep it in your mind. Don't, I'm yeah. not telling anyone. Something to think about. Yeah. not. Do, I'm not telling anyone to say, oh, you know, I, I got to do this and I got to do that. It may or may not happen, but it's just like someone saying, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to save X amount for retirement, and that's it. But then you get hit with a big hospital bill. Right. It wipes you completely out. Yeah. Facts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that's 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 the purpose of, of, of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular episode is just to alert people to just, you know, think about it. Just don't let everything go over your head. Right. Just take a minute. Say, okay. Talk to your family if you if you want to. Mm-hmm. All right. And just say, oh, yeah, you know, just be careful out there, guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. You know, make sure you're aware of your surroundings because I think it's going to manifest this 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 extreme right wing uh, situation that we have. It's going to manifest itself in in like attacks against the the helpless. You know, and stuff like that. You're gonna have that single attack. We're so even having those, right? So, mm-hmm. but it's gonna become more prolific as time passes. If we get closer, and it's that. I mean, that's just my observation based on what I've read and right. uh, what I've seen. And I do want to, you know, that's that's the objective of the show is to get it out there that people, yeah. you know, keep it in mind. Do whatever you can. Whatever you think is 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 practical, and uh, you know, protect yourself and your family and your property. Right. And be in a position to at least go down fighting. I always tell Michelle, you know, if you come, my time comes, they come on my. I'm not gonna be the only one going down. I'm gonna try not to. Somebody got to go with me. If I get two, I'll be happy. Take somebody with you. <laughs> one. That's right. The one thing that's important, and I learned that as a Marine and, and, and was a martial arts instructor, mm-hmm. is how to avoid violence, right? Um, we use what we have for defense. So that being said, I think one way to avoid this uh, 
violent situation is to make sure that we have different candidates, that the uh, attorney generals utilize the 14th Amendment. Um, so that way, we won't even make it to next November. He won't have a chance to lose because he won't be the candidate. I hear you. Uh, but to Maybe your point, like, right, and, and, that's, and, and again, that's just to mitigate what we're looking at. We have over a year, less than, or at least 11 months, 11 strong months um, to kind of right the ship. So this is almost like the, the Titanic who received the note about the icebergs, right? So we either, one, we're going to ignore and go full speed ahead and just figure out whether or not the Titanic is going to be big enough to bust through the iceberg, or we can let off the gas and, and go in a different direction. And hopefully, between the, the, the smartest people who have all these degrees, law degrees and PhDs and EDDs and blah, 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 can figure out how to correct this ship so that way we can avoid any um, major violence, any war. Uh, I do believe uh, Walter was just saying about the little pockets here and there. I think that's going to happen. Um, even if he happens to lose the primaries, I think it's, it's something like that will happen. I think it's going to be on a much smaller scale. Um, and I think that if, if those attorney generals, uh, Fawny Willis, um, uh, I've got the, the, the uh, attorney, the key. Yep. Uh, up in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they do, yeah. yep. If they do what they're supposed to do. And we get behind that, making sure that, that they stay supported, that they stay empowered, um, and their teams do what they need to do in court. Mm -hmm. I think that we're, we're going to avoid this whole situation. And so hopefully, right. uh, but this call, that this podcast, uh, this episode serves as a warning to make sure that we continuously mm -hmm. have integrity about what we do. And continuously stay involved in our communities. Stay, stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Right. Absolutely. Amen to that. Absolutely. Right. And we don't you know what's in the works. Right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. I said we do, we really don't even know what they have planned. So we're on. We're assuming things. Like Anna said earlier, they have all of these um, high-profile lawyers, these attorney generals judges, et cetera, that are working on the case. So we don't know what's going on. You know, they could have something and just letting him make a fool out of himself running for president and they already know. You know, I, I, I truly believe in the Manchurian candidate. So I kind of feel like they already know who's going to be president. They know what they're doing. That's just your conspiracy. You're go I'm always in a conspiracy theory. But it's always <laughs> like it's it's it just like always makes sense to me. So I don't know. Uh, I, I just know feel like they know what too. they're doing. So they they know what they're doing. <laughs> they got it covered. Right. They know what they're doing. That's all I can say. All right. It's all good. But thank you, Ernest. It was a pleasure. I'm glad, you know, you were able to come on and hang out with us again. 
Yeah, for something so important uh, as this, and this is like, I'm talking life and death situation here, Mm -hmm. that we want to get out to the community, push it out there, stay on top of it, guys, and, uh, you know, the Walt Weeker is going to stay on top of it. You know, I think that uh, the gravity of the situation required that we bring in, you know, someone like Ernest, you know, a deep thinker, someone that... uh, has a military background, has a governmental right. background, and and that's why we had to go for that kind of member that was available. And Ernest was, you know, the ideal candidate Definitely. to help assist us with with this episode. And we would really want to thank him, Michelle and I. We give all thanks to our panel members, and then to have Ernest back to help us with this subject, and was fantastic. And we want to thank Sarge. And I'll make your information in the show notes, Sarge. Mm-hmm. We want to thank him so much for taking the time, you know, to help us get this message out to the people. Definitely. Thank you, Ernest. My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you Great all for show, having guys. me. All right. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Y'all guys have a nice week. Uh, yes. Best. All right. Whoever listens to this episode, we appreciate your time, taking the time to listen because we try to address issues. And we're also going to have a good time. Uh, we got some stuff coming up. Y'all guys may have missed us, uh, but we are trying to upgrade uh, the podcast, you know, okay. technically. So that takes time, you know. So other than that, we're back. We're here. And uh, we try not to be, go- be gone like we were before. But as I said, it was to address. Summer break is over. <laughs> Summer break is over. And uh, that's it. It's time to, yeah. to get uh, get going. And that's what we're trying to do. But we appreciate mm-hmm. our audience. I was looking at our stats. We're doing good. And uh, we want to thank all of y'all guys. And if you, this is your first time listening to the Walt Weekly Podcast, and you can find value in what we talk about and the topics we talk about, rather, then please only subscribe and hit that notification button. That way you'll, you know, when the episode comes out, you will be notified all right and another thing i was looking at our uh, metrics on uh apple uh apple podcasts uh and mm-hmm. those metrics indicate that you know people are listening you know and we got five stars on some of them you know so uh oh that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah, we, we've been doing uh, good, and we haven't been pushing out as much as we would normally. But going forward, we want to push it, an episode out weekly if it's something that we feel would be a value add to our audience. Okay. Fantastic. All right, guys. All right. All right. Thank so you all. Any, any final words there, Ernest? No, I'm good. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you, Michelle. Appreciate um, you too, brother. Look forward to the next time. All right, have a great evening. All right, y'all too.